being supportive and just having a laugh. I could never be a full-time housewife, staying at home all the time. I get bored too easily, and I'm too interested in finding out how other people tick and what's going on around me. You just never know, as you breeze through life, what sort of lives the people you bump into have led. The nice middle-aged woman who serves you at the till in the supermarket may have been hooked on glue when she was twelve. The cheerful old chap who says good morning at the bus stop could well have spent forty years in prison. It's not until you get to know people that you begin to find out what it was in the past that made them who they are today, and why they do the things they do, or think the things they think. The only problem is finding enough hours in the day to really get to know the characters whose paths I cross. For some reason, people have always been drawn to me, wanting to tell me their problems, and treating me like their personal agony aunt. Everyone I meet seems happy to tell me everything about their lives, even the things they wouldn't want to tell their partners. Maybe it's because I'm a pretty good listener. I find people's lives and relationships an endless source of fascination, and it just doesn't occur to me to judge them when they tell me things. I also never gossip about anyone, and people know that. It encourages them to confide in me. Or maybe it's because I don't offer advice. I'm painfully aware that I don't usually have any answers to anything, so I just listen and sympathise, and maybe make the odd suggestion if I'm asked. Once, years ago, I had a friend whose husband was beating her up, and I was doing a lot of listening to her. Just talking seemed to help, because she eventually left him, and then started going out with one of the blokes at work. It was even me he came to for tips when he wanted to propose romantically to her, it was so lovely to feel that I'd made two people happy. It gave me a taste for helping people. I wonder now if that was such a good thing after all. Looking back, now that the terrible storm is past, I don't think anyone peeking in on our cosy, unruffled family life could have predicted just how dark and dangerous everything was about to become. The horror came from nowhere, with no warning and no explanation. One moment everything seemed to make sense, and the next moment nothing did. I went from thinking I understood everything to believing I was going mad. I was a happy, popular, easy-going wife and mother. Then suddenly, my life was being torn apart, and I was on the brink of losing everything I'd ever cared about. Chapter 2 Growing Up I was eleven when we moved to the town where I would spend the next twenty-five years of my life. Dad had been in the army, a lance corporal in the Royal Corps of Transport, and we were continually upping sticks and going to some new base somewhere, having to settle down afresh. We even lived in Germany for a while. I think that was how I first learnt to be sociable, through constantly meeting new people and starting again with new schools and new friends. It may also have contributed to my anxiety levels, and to the problems of depression that would always be lurking beneath the surface, ready to pop up and pull me under when I least expected it. Or maybe I just inherited these things from my mother, who often seemed to find life a bit of a struggle when I was little. I was the oldest of three, with a brother two years younger than me, and a sister five years younger. When we finally settled in one place in England, Dad came out of the army and took a job as a delivery driver. Mum got lots of jobs in shops and garages, never staying in any one place for very long, and never having any trouble getting work. 
Like me, she got bored very easily and liked to change. Mum had a lot of trouble with her health when we were kids, particularly her nerves, and even had to go into hospital at one stage. I knew she wasn't well and that she took tablets to help her cope with everything. I often had to stay off school to give her a break and to look after my brother and sister, which made me grow up more quickly than some of my friends and gave me a taste for life waiting for me outside school. When I did go to school, I can't say I made the most of it. I could have done a bit better in class if I hadn't got so carried away with having a laugh and messing around with boys. I certainly wasn't stupid, but I had no particular direction or ambition to keep me focused on the work. There was no great plan to my life. Some people seem to know exactly what they need to do at each stage in order to get to wherever they want. But seeing as I had no idea where I wanted to go, I could hardly create a master plan for the trip. If I gave it any thought at all, I'd...